name is Alexis Naylor and I'm your host here at Through the Creative Door. On behalf of myself and my guests, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians on which this podcast is recorded and produced. We pay our respects to all First Nations people and acknowledge Elders past and present. On this podcast, I will be chatting to an array of creative guests, getting a glimpse into their worlds and having some honest and inspiring conversations along the way. Welcome to Through the Creative Door. Thank you so much, Fran, for coming and having a chat with me. I am so chuffed to have you grace me with your presence to be able to do the Through the Creative Door. Very chuffed. For those who obviously can't see because they're listening on this on a podcast, you gave me a little sneak peek of two of your creative spaces today in your beautiful home. One which is around this phenomenal grand piano and the other being where you create all your beautiful EDM music in another space. I guess my first question would be which obviously being in your home I get to see those two beautiful spaces but I'm curious what what does a creative space mean to you? Well I feel really blessed with this space here because this room technically is the library slash piano room. So I feel really blessed that there's this particular space. I think I would really struggle to try and create in a space that also had a television in it. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard to explain, but mm. it, it would be very difficult, even with the same other instruments and everything in here, just having a, a TV room, it wouldn't work, so. I can empathise with that. I've always gone or lent to having a space where I have my creative instruments in a, in a room or in a space that doesn't have, yeah, a TV or is less of a lounge room. <laughs> yeah. The, the second space um, that I showed you, not this room with the piano in it, that's relatively new um, as a set-up space. I only had the um, studio desk put in, when would it have been? In the last six weeks or so. And before, oh, wow. yeah, before that, it was more an office than a studio. So now it's more a studio than an office. So before you set up that very uh, new setup, where was your creative space or did you have a creative space a different space that wasn't at home when you were doing your sort of electronic music and creating? I, I still had a keyboard that I could attach to my computer but and it was still in the same room but it didn't have the same vibe. Mm. What The way it would work would be I just had a regular desk that wasn't designed for a keyboard and I had the keyboard on a stand to the right so I'd be turning away from the computer to work on the keyboard if, if I was doing that. Yeah. So it just, it, it wasn't, and, and it wasn't so, um, it wasn't a, as pleasurable a space to be in. So mm. I like the way that that little space is set up to be a lot more pleasurable, I guess. Oh, I don't know about you, but I definitely think it helps having a grounded, supportive space to like sit into the creativity. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree yeah. entirely. Mm. Oh, I love that. I feel really fortunate that I actually met you through recommendation, actually, from Western Oz, yeah. um, from Will and Sandy. And then, yeah, we've had a chance to work together, I hope, the start of many collaborations. Um, but I'm curious, what, obviously, you know, your career is going to be long-standing, but at this point in time, is there a body of work or a collaboration or one track that you're the most proud of at this point? It changes all the time um, yeah, as yeah. to which one I like the most. There's a track that I've just... There are two tracks that I really, really love and one track is actually become part of the film score for the film that I'm now doing and that's called Rainbow. And it's funny because in the film score it's actually just the music part, so the vocals are removed, but it's the actual song that I like the best about that particular song. And I'm wondering what to do about it when um, that movie comes out. Do I release the actual song or just the instrumental or how does all that work? And it's a bit of a surprise I haven't released it. And the other song that I'm really liking at the moment is a song that I've written fairly recently called My Mechanical Heart and I really like. What it's, a great name. Yeah, it's, it's just a really different song. So, yeah, I like it. Oh, I'm, ex I'm excited to hear these. I haven't heard them. Yeah. I'm excited. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I guess on the flip side of things that you're proud of, and we've had a bit of a chat off the recording about life and, and things, but has there been something that's challenged you in a way that it's affected your creativity? And do you think there's like a big lesson or a major lesson that you've learnt from that? Yeah, I think it's been more the other way around. So. I've been working at music for six years, so it's been about six years since I decided to start to learn to produce. And I think that what happened was I had not a midlife crisis, I'd call it a midlife awakening. That's, that's what happened. How beautiful, I love that. So I had become very physically ill and things were not looking very good for me physically at the time. And also with work, um, which I still love, I was spending a huge amount of time and I guess the purpose of my work, as I saw it and still do, was to relieve the suffering of the people that I was assisting. That was and is my day job to do that. And what happened was when I was doing that all the time, I became more and more astute at noticing suffering and suddenly I was seeing suffering everywhere to the point that it got, that was almost all I was seeing, you know. Mm. And I had this thought, what if I could, instead of relieving suffering, I was bringing joy? I thought, what about that? And that was part of the music journey. And then I said to myself, well, 
what really makes me happy? You know, what, when in my whole life, what made me happiest? And I just went back in my mind to thinking about when I was a little kid and I used to sort of just sort of run around singing these little songs to myself, these funny little songs, mm. which I probably continue to do until at some point you get a bit preteen or teenage and you get all awkward and embarrassed and then you stop all of that and never did it again. So I thought, well, maybe because I love that so much, maybe that's what I want to develop. And what has happened as a byproduct of that, which I think is wonderful, is that now I see joy. Now I see all these little blissful glimmers all over the place, much more so than seeing suffering. It's like my focus is now on joy, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's so interesting because when I initially worded these questions, I never really knew how the answers would come. And um, yeah, that's just such a beautiful way in which it's a challenge has also like, which I think art does, turns into these beautiful flowers for us. Yeah. And we get to, yeah, bloom and share. I have to say, um, I was so surprised and um, pleased when I heard that you'd come to me by recommendation. Yes. <laughs> like really stunned because I think our collab, I've done more since, but at that time your collab with me was the very first collab that I've ever really, I've done collabs, but the first one that I've ever been the, the primary producer in a song and it was super exciting and I was so excited when you suggested to me to do it and I go oh I'm not sure what I can do and then I <laughs> sent you a piece of music that I thought might we could work with and you said yeah that'd be great that was it was such an exciting project I'm really looking forward to it finishing coming out yeah actually. I can't wait for it to come out and for everyone to hear it yeah. it's um it's interesting that you say that because I decided a few years ago that I wanted to do more and more collaborations with lots of different people um, and there's something about the joy of sharing those experiences with somebody else. I mean, for me, I work with lots of different people in my creative space, from dancers to different producers and things like that, but there's something really nice about the collab experience. Mm -hmm. It's pretty, pretty special yeah. to be able to create this little flower yeah, out into the world together. It's really nice. I was super, <laughs> super happy with how it went. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. Can't wait for everyone to hear it. Yeah. For it to be released. It'll yeah. be so good. I suppose that this next question is going to be interesting because depending on which room it might have, maybe it's a different answer. I don't know. But do you have anything, do you have any objects or a thing that you can't create without? Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, now I have, um, and it's a technical piece, but I'll tell you about it. Ooh. Now I have uh, a thing called a chaos eyeball that I've popped over the top of my mic. Um, and that... For, for those listening, explain it a little bit more. I know what you're talking yeah. about. But <laughs> well... Normally what would happen if you were 
in a big studio, you'd go into a vocal booth and you'd have this sort of little soundproofy kind of room that you would sing in. And I don't have that luxury. So it's almost like a little vocal booth for your microphone. So instead of putting all of everything into a booth, I've got a microphone that's got its own little foamed booth around it. Yeah. <laughs> And that works fairly well, yeah. so, yeah. yeah. I, I tend to see, and I know for some of my producer friends um, around the world, they advocate for them, they all use them as well, and they love them, so yeah. uh, you're in a, a good group. <laughs> yeah, well, I've heard, I've heard um, some of the producers I know have been on tour and, you know, had the tour bus and all that, and they've been able to make songs sing songs in while on a tour bus using one of those yeah. which is pretty amazing yeah oh they're amazing they're yeah. so good they're not cheap though for a piece no. of phone <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> to be fair in our industry when is any of the toys and the things that we buy cheap, <laughs> no. cheap. never <laughs> never it's interesting i was thinking about this the other day um about the long list of quote-unquote toys that we buy ourselves to create which sometimes I think we just we you know at a certain point in our careers we can only afford a certain thing and then you sort of go up and up from mm -hmm. there and other times I just think the the library of toys that we get just gets bigger and bigger I always put it in the same perspective I think as like a tradie that's like at the start of their career they only have X amount of tools yes. and then by the end they have this big trailer yeah. <laughs> full it's <of> true. ladders and <laughs> all sorts of things. It's true. But you get an expert um, tradie and they can probably get by with pretty much any tool. That's true. But it's pretty yeah. nice to have all, all the bits and pieces to play with. Oh, it makes it pretty fun to create. <laughs> it's wonderful, yeah. <laughs> I think it's great. I'm curious. I mean, I know that... Uh, you know, we all take lots of different nuggets of um, advice and, and bits of information that sits with us through our careers. But if you could give any creative one nugget, one bit of wisdom or advice, what would that be? Well, I think that doing something you really love gives you an enormous amount of pleasure and it's worthwhile, really worthwhile. I also think you've got to be incredibly patient with it you know here I am six years in <laughs> six years the start of a very long career yeah 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 but um, never too late to start yeah but I think people think it's going to be very quick it's not quick it takes a lot of time how, how long for you now over three decades <laughs> been doing music my whole life <laughs> from the womb clearly uh, um, well, my mum's Filipino, so music's in their blood. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, that is very, very good advice, mm. I think. It makes it a long time between wins if you don't enjoy where you are in the process of just creating, right? Like, yeah, that's what, I, well, that's what I love the most, actually. And, and that's probably why everything falls down for me because I'm not into any of the marketing. I'm not particularly into live performance. I'm not into anything like that. But the actual creating, I love. Last but not least, I have one more question. Mm -hmm. 
If you could hear anyone come onto this podcast and answer these questions, who would it be and why? I'd be curious what Bjork would say, you know. Mm. I think her answers would be really, really interesting. And oh, I hate it when Aurora, Aurora, I would love to hear what Aurora has to say. That would be very, very interesting as well. Yes. Oh, Fran, thank you so much for chatting with me and letting us come into your little creative spaces. Um, yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having me.